Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the Real Broadway Podcast. I'm your host, Lily Smith. On today's episode, we'll be talking to performer and TikTok influencer Cara DiPietro about the Tony Awards, body positivity and eating disorder recovery in the industry, performing, and so much more. Let's jump right into it. Here with Cara DiPietro, and today we're going to be talking about a couple of different things. So, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I got off work a little early. The sun is shining. I am good. (laughs) Good to hear. Good to hear. Okay. So, I mean, I know you've been crazy busy going to the Tonys, getting on all the best dress lists, just absolutely living life. So that is very exciting. Oh, Um, thank you. (laughs) So first, before we get into the the juicy stuff, I guess. I want to ask you like just straight up icebreaker question. How do you feel about the Laduca sale and like the new Laducas? Oh, okay. So I thought I was a little neutral about this year. Wait, I'm literally going on the Laduca website right now so that I can look or I'm sorry, the Instagram so Mm -hmm. I can see because I remember seeing the first one and I was like, okay, for sure. Love these ones. Mm -hmm. I really liked the boots that they released. Mm-hmm. And I think I liked the tap shoes a lot. Wait, I'm like looking back at them. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, yes, the purple boots were so sick. Okay, the, like okay. Little, I think the legend was super cute. Um, I thought the like red and blue ones were a little strange, just because of the like plaid. But yeah. I thought the taps that they were like, the men's shoes were like really fierce. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah, I see exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> But I thought, I mean, they're always so great. And that's always like the best time to buy any sort of like shoe. You might as well, right? Literally. No. And I feel like it's so cutthroat. It's like, here's how many pairs we have. Like you guys fight it out. And everybody's just like, so I had a friend that works at the store. She was, so she was working the sale on the first day and she was saying it was crazy. Like within hours, they sold out of the pink shoes. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. No, as soon as the pink shoes went on there and like every single time I see pink shoes on their website, I'm like, oh, those are the first to go. The pink shoes are going. Mm -hmm. Or I get it. I feel like every single production of Legally Blonde that's like going on at the moment, whoever's directing it is like, I'm there. I'm buying them. Yes, every <laughs> costume shop that was was like, okay, great, we're gonna buy these in advance during this sale. <laughs> okay, so I guess getting right onto it, I want to hear all about the Tonys. Like, how was that for you? How was that? Like, take me through that whole experience and how that went for you. I mean, it was amazing. Like, it was crazy. It was surreal. It was everything I thought it'd be, and nothing that I expected. Like, all at the same time, it was amazing. I mean, everyone there was so just stoked to be there because it was like one of the first in-person Tonys we've had since the shutdown. So everyone was so excited to be there. And I had never like walked a red carpet or like done, like talked to press before. And it was super cool, super fascinating. Um, I met a lot of people. I like, it was, it was just unreal. Like I, and I've also like never stayed out until the sunrise. Like I never partied until <laughs> the sun came up ever in my life. And I did that night. I saw the sun come up. I was like, wow, wow. it was in insane that's crazy wow yeah I never thought about the whole like after parties going until like four or five o'clock in the morning thing and then I was like watching on your your TikTok and your Instagram and I was like wow she yeah yeah, I got home at like 4 a.m maybe (laughs) five like it true because the Tony's end and then the parties begin and all of a sudden it's midnight and you're, you're like hopping and hopping around the city. Oh my God. Crazy town. That's insane. 
how did it feel to like be there and see all of these just like legends just like walking around like hanging out it was insane and it was also like a such a great reminder of like oh wait like these are real people you know like I'm like Jen Koala was at the end of the red carpet Mm -hmm. um and like talking to people and getting people to sign this like giant wall um (laughs) and she was so just normal and real and so nice and that was really the way everyone was I mean meeting people like Andrew Keenan Bolger we saw him at the after party and I went up to um my friend went to Michigan and was like hey I was also a Michigan grad, like, so Mm -hmm. nice to meet you. And we chatted for, like, five minutes just about, like, life (laughs) and everything. And it's, it was so, like, oh, I forgot, like, these people are, like, these people are just like me. Like, these are people (laughs) that are so stoked to be here. Um, And I think that's, that's something that, like, I had my friend and some other people that had worked or walked red carpets before. So the Tonys are always exciting because every, everyone there is really excited to be there. You know, it's not like very cutthroat, very like everybody get out of the way. We want the picture of this person. Everyone is so stoked to be there. So it was such like a good first experience to that crazy world. Yeah, no, that's so exciting. I feel like, I feel like for lack of a better word, I guess theater kids have their own little community. And when we all get to like get dressed up and get pretty, it's like, oh my gosh. I know. And everyone's like, I love your dress. Like everyone's so just so happy and excited that's so cute and I feel like you being like an influencer also helped like I guess at least me and like people like me like go on the process with you because I was like waiting for the dress reveal and like when I saw you got the tickets I was like oh my gosh she's going to the Tony's and it was like I feel like that was the first thing I thought that was the yeah. first thing I thought is when I found out I was going, I was like, oh my God, like every single one of my followers is going to go crazy. <laughs> I was, that was the first thing I thought, I, was like, I cannot wait to tell everyone that has been following this random journey that started months ago. <laughs> it was the no, first thing I thought of, like not calling my dad, not like it was, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I can't wait to tell everyone this because that's like, that's the most fun part about it all is being like, Cause like I used to watch those Broadway.com vlogs religiously when I was younger. And that was kind of like my, our way are in to be like, what is life like if you're a working actor? And now a lot of that is through TikTok. And I think mm-hmm. that's so cool because like I lived for that stuff. I still do live for that stuff. Um, so it was so exciting, like to be able to like take people on that process and be like, this is what I'm doing. This is what, where I'm at. This yeah. is the chaos <laughs> doing. No, I love that. That's Uh, Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you and like the, the little group of influencers that went to the Tonys, I was like, literally religiously checking everyone's stories. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe like this person posted what this person didn't. And I was like, I feel like I'm at the top (laughs) of them. Yes, you feel like, like, you (laughs) feel like you're there with them, which is like the best part. Yeah, no, exactly. That's, that's so cool. Did you have like a favorite person you saw on the red carpet or was, was it literally just like everybody? Oh, I think it was Jen Koala seeing her at the end. So she was at the end of the red carpet and we talked for, to her for a while. And I had mentioned to her because um, Come From Away is now on Apple. Um, like, is it Apple Plus? Apple TV? Think, Apple TV? Yeah, yeah, Apple TV. Apple TV. Disney Plus Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad is, my parents both did theater and so my dad loves theater. And he, um, 
was like every time he'll be like oh have you seen this and he'll like make me sit down and we'll watch it and I'm like, <laughs> that was so many times um <laughs> but he loves Jen Quella and I and I was talking to her and I was like oh my god it's so funny that you're here my dad is obsessed with you and she was like wait send him a video what's his name and was like here wait let's take a video for him was like Lou like I hope I get to meet you one day like oh my thanks god. so much just she was like wait please pull out your phone so we can say hi to him um <laughs> and she's just she's so kind and so excited and every time I kind of clocked her at like one of the after parties or anything she just looked so happy and oh. was so it was like oh my gosh what a, what a, what an awesome human being yeah that is so cool and I feel like I feel like it's such a experience that we haven't I mean we but like people haven't gotten in such a long time because of COVID because everything shut down and I feel like everyone seeing each other again now is just like it's just so happy yes I'm like oh my god I can hug you yeah exactly so on that like train I guess of social media and you know obviously you were talking about nowadays like everything's on TikTok like it wasn't before um Tell me like kind of how your TikTok account and like your social media started and what made you want to start posting the things that you've been posting. Yeah. So I've had TikTok for like ever. Like I downloaded it during the quarantine. I didn't post, I didn't really post anything until this last year, but I loved it. I'm one of those people that will just like doom scroll endlessly and it's so yeah. bad. And I'll send like <laughs> things to all of my friends and be like, and to the point of like, like stop sending me TikToks. Like, I don't want to watch them. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, I had never posted my first, my first TikTok that I ever like really seriously posted the first one that ever got like, I think it got like 40,000 views. Like that was the thing I was like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'd never had anything kind of like that happen. And it was to be honest, like I had just graduated from college. I was in like October of 2021 and I was sitting at my, on my break, my full-time job. And I was like, I'm 20 years old. I'm working 40 hours a week at this coffee shop job. I'm exhausted. I'm auditioning for things. I'm not getting things. Like I just, like these are supposed to be the best years of my life. And I'm in New York City. Like, what am I, what am I gonna do? Something has to change. And so I just posted a TikTok and it said exactly that. I was like, I'm sitting on my break, my full-time jo- time job and realizing this is not what I want for my life in my twenties. I was like, I don't know what's gonna change today but something will like today is the start of something. And I didn't change anything. Like I didn't go out and do anything. I finished my shift and I went home. And a week later I had my first job offer post pandemic to do little women, wow. my first show like post-grad and post pandemic. And I, after that, I just, I started making TikToks. Like I posted, I was like, Oh my God, it's a week later. And here I am. And I have a job offer. That's and then I started posting like silly little like theater videos that I just thought were funny (laughs) and very niche and people also thought they were funny and I just kept making them and around halfway through the process of little women I booked catch me if you can and Mm -hmm. I've never like in my life been booked back to back so I was like wow this is a really good opportunity I'm gonna keep this going and it's something that I like fell in love with very quickly. Like I've always loved video editing. I made YouTube videos when I was very young um, <laughs> that a lot of people have like seen and know, but they don't <laughs> like put together that it's me because I look so different. So every mm-hmm. now and then when I'm like, no, that's me at like 12. Like, <laughs> you <"What?"> don't understand. <laughs> no, I'm like, no. And uh, every now and then I'll get a comment on my TikTok of someone being like, I've been watching your YouTube videos since you were 12. And I'm like, I, I, those comments make me crack up every time, but it's true. 
but I loved video editing, but I just couldn't keep up with the long form content. And I, TikTok kind of gave me this avenue to do something that I was really passionate about while I was exploring my other passions. And I just started making TikToks and, um, and it was, and you know, and it started kind of taking off and, you know, I don't really, I didn't have any stakes in it at the time. I wasn't making mm-hmm. money off of it. And just being, and I, I mean, I'm still really not making money off of it. It's just something that makes me really happy. Um, and has provided so many opportunities. And I always kind of describe, like, there's always a period when you book a job and then after the job ends, you go back to New York and you go right back to working 40 hours a week at your minimum wage job, waiting wow. tables and you, and you go back and you feel like, um, you're like, oh man, um, you know, I'm feeling so unfulfilled and you're back to auditioning and you're like, I'm not doing anything that makes me feel passionate anymore. Like I was a week ago. And that's typically how I felt. But now, like the second I got back to New York, I didn't feel that way because now I have this little thing that makes me feel so fulfilled and so happy and excited. Um, And I still, you know, I still go to my job for hours and hours every single day. But I have this little thing in my pocket that makes me really happy. And I'll open it up in the middle of my shift to be like, oh, my God, I get to interact with people I've never met before in my life. And it's just it's been like the biggest surprise gift that I never expected, but I can't imagine my life without now. Yeah, no, that's so crazy. And it's crazy how, like, how quickly it changed for you and how quickly, like, um, like as soon as I was telling people, like I made a little Instagram for the podcast and I was telling people you were going to come on the show. Everyone was immediately like, Oh my God, I love her videos. Like I've been watching her for like a while. And it's just like, it's so crazy how you were just like, Oh yeah, this is fun. And now you're like, you've absolutely blown up. It's, I mean, it's crazy too. And it's so fun too, to like watch alongside like those people that have like been commenting on my videos since day one. And that like, I follow back and we have been able to like watch each other grow. And then we've met up in real life. Like it's so cool. It's so cool to like watch it happen. Yeah. that And you've been going to like a lot of events with other like Broadway TikTok people, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. I, it's just so cool that like, especially I guess now post pandemic that everyone's just able to like go and like experience live theater together. Mm -hmm. And like, these are people I'm sure you never would have met if you hadn't like had this page, you know? Absolutely not. Like there's no chance that I would have crossed paths with these humans um, who I now consider like good friends. Um, But yeah, it's so, it is. And it's, everyone's just so excited to be back doing things, you know, post pandemic that everyone's so stoked and ready to go. Yeah. Oh man, that's just so awesome. So I do want to get into talking a little bit about like, uh, catch me if you can and little women, because I, I was following so closely along those journeys. But before that, I did want to talk to you just like a little bit about you are super open on your TikTok page about your recovery and about like just what your day-to-day looks like. And I think that that's something that is so inspiring to so many people and it's I'm sure it's so scary to you know be so open about such a personal thing so what um I guess like brought you to feeling comfortable to share about that and wanting to share about that yeah so I've been like kind of in and out of recovery I always say for like the last like 10 11 years of my life and so it's been a very fluid journey and when I got to college the thing 
that I needed most was someone who wasn't like on the other side of recovery, because I feel like everyone, so many people in our industry, in our field who are performers in any way, shape or form have dealt with this kind of thing, but no one really talks about it until they're on the other side of it. You know, they're not like, you don't hear people when they're actively going through it. And so I needed someone so bad who was like, I'm doing the thing. I'm living my life. I am auditioning. I'm grinding. I am hustling. I am exhausted. And I'm also in recovery and I'm fighting really hard for myself. And I'm taking care of myself and doing both at the same time. I didn't have anyone like that. And I remember my senior year of college talking to my nutritionist and being like, telling her that. And she said, well, why can't that be you? I was like, I guess. I was like, yeah, why can't that be me? Yeah. And that's stuck with me forever. I actually sent her an email a couple months back and she was like, it's so funny that you emailed me because I actually came across one of your videos and <laughs> like thought back to that conversation that we had. Um, but it's so true. I mean, that, that's kind of the reason that I try and be so open and honest about it. Um, one, because it motivates me in my own recovery. Like it holds me accountable to keep choosing it every single morning and every single day, because I know I have all of these people that are in it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives, it gives me another reason to choose it every single morning. Um, but I just think like being able to show the process of like, I am actively going through this thing and I'm going to show you how I'm doing it in a way that isn't very super triggering in a way that's super conscious. Like I try and talk a lot about like things like, like, I know you see a lot of like what I eat in the days. And I was always very hesitant to post those, but something I, I love the idea of is like, this is how I fuel myself when I'm performing. And, and like talking about like, my issue was, is especially when I was like actively on a meal plan, um, is that I had to eat a lot and I had to eat a lot of snacks and not a lot of people did that, especially in theater because mm -hmm. they love glamorizing, just not taking care of themselves. And it's hard to prioritize you know, sitting down and having a snack when everyone else around you isn't. So the idea of being like, okay, I'm going to share a full day of how I feel my body. And I'm going to eat three meals and three snacks. If I had seen that, like my sophomore year of college, I can't tell you what it would have meant to me because I didn't see anyone else doing that. Um, so, and it like being able to like seeing the messages I get in the comments that people who are like, you know, like I heard your voice in my head. I was at an audition and I didn't want to eat like the granola bar. And I like, and I was going to go in and I hadn't eaten anything. And then I heard your voice in my head and I was like, no, I, I have to do this. I have to fuel myself so I can do my best. Like that means more to me than anything. Like if I could make even just one little difference in one person, like that means more to me than any view, any like, any follower count ever could. Like that's all I could hope for. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think especially in an industry that's so heavily looks-based and has been for so long, like it's people like you who I think are going to move everyone more in the direction of, you know, getting out of these like bad and, you know, negative headspaces and moving everybody more into the positive. Yeah. And I think it's, I think a big, big thing too, that I'm seeing now, like I'm super stoked. There's a panel going on. Um, oh, I'm going to actually, um, Broadway con is this weekend. And so I'm going to pull up the name of the actual panel that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, as much as like, you know, like I am in recovery and it's, it's a big part of my life, like, and I've struggled with my place in theater and feeling though, like, 
I don't belong to things like at the end of the day, like I am in a body that this industry considers thin and I'm white and I'm mm-hmm. a cisgender female, you know, like I am right. not a part of the community of fat leading women who are not being given the time of day and not being let into the room. Right. But there are so many people on TikTok who are advocating for that. Like there are some really cool creators, like, um, there's, um, oh my gosh. Um, like Stephanie, um, Stephanie Lexis, who mm-hmm. runs, um, like Broadway Bopo is fierce and is, um, going to be part yeah. of like a body liberation on Broadway panel. And she's a, and she goes to schools, um, goes to college BFA programs oh, and wow. advocate. It's so cool. And it's so badass. Um, and there are a lot of people on TikTok. I know, um, I think TikTok is becoming a really cool space for that. And a lot of like theater artists are like who have a platform are starting to advocate for that kind of thing. So like at the end of the day, like my goal is to be able to encourage all performers to fuel themselves in the way that like helps them the best, you know, that doesn't like, it doesn't matter if, um, you know, how much you weigh and if you gain weight, if you need to gain weight, if you're fueling your body correctly and you gain weight, that's probably because you needed to. Right. Um, but there are some awesome people on TikTok, some like some fat activists, these creators, these dancers, um, who are doing the damn thing. Um, and I think like those platforms are just as, if not even more important, you know, to pay attention to. Yeah. Cause they are the marginalized voices that need to be listened to. Right. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. It's, it's so great to see, um, just, I think even, I don't even know if it was, you know, everyone being, on lockdown or whatever was the catalyst for, you know, everyone being like, okay, you know, enough is enough. But I feel like recently just so much, there's just been so much more of people bringing these conversations out that haven't been had and being like, okay, like let's have them. Now's the time, you know? Yeah. Our generation is very much the generation of like, no, but why? Yeah. You know, very (laughs) much not for like, oh, okay. It's the, no, but why? Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. But um, I know I always think about it. I'm like, what is theater going to look like in 30 years? Yeah. Like if my kids decide to go into this industry, what's it going to look like? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like when we're the ones who are in charge of it, you know? Right. And like sitting on the casting committees and stuff. Exactly. When we are the ones on the other side of the panel, you know, what is that going to look like? Who knows? Right. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be better. I have faith, you know, it'll be, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, moving into, I guess, more of the, the jobs that you booked, you know, you're talking about little women and catch me if you can tell me just like more about those experiences and you were Amy and little women, right? I was. Yeah. Okay. So just tell me about like what those shows were like and what it was like booking like professional, real big girl jobs. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Little Woman was really special because it was the first job I post, I, I booked post-grad. So first job since graduating college that I booked, it was my first job post-pandemic. So I hadn't done a show in like two years as most of the world hadn't. And I was one of the lucky ones who had to do one in the fall um, of 2021. Um, and that was really special. And it was most people in the cast's first show post-shutdown. Um, and Little Women was like a really, you know, special show. Um, I remember yeah. getting the callback for it and I was like, this is the one. Like if I, like this is the first show I want to do back. Like this mm-hmm. is it. 
Yeah. Um, it was also the first show that I had done since losing my mom and my grandmother. So it was mm-hmm. like the first show I had done l- post losing like all of the women in my life who raised me. So it was like exactly the show that I needed at that time. Right. And I had no idea that I needed it. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a group of wonderful people. Like even last night, I saw the kite runner and the woman who played Joe, my friend Marielle was there. Um, and like we all, a bunch of the sisters got lunch a couple weeks ago. Oh, like that's so um, sweet. The cast still, like I'll still get texts from random people being like, oh, I thought of you all. Like it was a, it was such a special experience. And I'd never done a show for the holidays. You know, we did a show on Christmas Eve and it was so special. Oh, oh that is so I sweet. I know. It was, it was, it was so sweet. It was so special. The people that I met, um, oh, my dog is shaking. <laughs> what are you doing? But uh, it was, I mean, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. I feel like the most um, important show experiences are the ones where it's like, everyone's just like a family. And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like you take more out of it just like the people and the experience than even just the performance as much as that is also, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then Catch Me If You Can, how was that different from Little Women? Because obviously very different themes. (laughs) Yes, very different shows, very different theaters. So I had actually, I mean, I don't think I would have booked Catch Me If You Can if I hadn't done Little Women because I, it was my first in-person callback and it was in DC. And they asked, and I was in Philly, and they said, can you get here by tomorrow? And we had a day off, and I, because I was in Philly, I said, yeah, I can hop mm. on a train, a two-hour train. And I don't I don't think I would have gotten that job had I not um, been able to go there in person. Um, but it was, um, I mean, it was incredible. It was definitely probably the biggest scale show that I've ever done. Um, I had done the show before, so I know the show very near and dear to my heart. Um, and like, there's some, there are a couple of shows I always say that I would just die to be in the ensemble of over and over and mm. over again. Mm-hmm. If you can, it's one of them. No, Mary that's Poppins. so fair. <laughs> yes. Mary Poppins is another one. Like, Catch Me When You Can and Mary Poppins are two of them. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm like, put me in the ensemble of those shows over and over and yeah. over. Oh, Shrek. Shrek is the oh, other one. Oh my, that is but such a hard take. Just, if you are in the ensemble of that show, you never sit. You yeah, never no, sit. that's like, true. I very seldom had that much fun, um, like in that kind of show and like that big of a show, but yeah. So catch me. And it was hard. I mean, it was definitely, it was my first show in the round. The choreography was intense. Um, but I made some great friends and I got to work alongside people that I had studied in college or like had done reports on like the girl I was understudying with. I literally did a report on, um, (laughs) in college and I was never going to tell her because I was like that's so mm-hmm. weird yeah and one day we were um like all at a bar after the show and I was like all right Haley I gotta tell you something like <laughs> I like, like I have a spreadsheet of your career in my Google Docs because I had to do a project on you for a senior year um you just like could not hold it in any longer I couldn't I was like all right if I'm ever going to tell you this is probably the moment to tell you um, but of course <laughs> right was, like super fine about it but just, it was, it was like one of the first experiences where like the people that I have admired for so long kind of became my peers and my coworkers. Um, and it was, I mean, it was amazing. It was fantastic. Most importantly, I guess, what, if you could give just any realm of advice to your past self or someone who 
you know, is in where you were four or five years ago, what would you say to them? And what would be the best couple of things you could tell them um, that you think what you wish someone would have told you? Yeah, I saw a quote a couple months back um, and it was, I'm going to kind of butcher it and I don't remember who said it, but I do remember the gist of it was that you cannot produce live art if you are not living. And I think that that is so important in so many different ways. So like take myself five years ago, I wasn't taking the best care of myself. I wasn't fully living or say if theater is your whole world, it is your whole life. It is all you do and you have nothing else that fuels you or brings you joy. Like when, if theater was taken away or, you know, when the pandemic happened and we Mm -hmm. couldn't work, what do you have? At the end of the day, what do you have? All you have is you. So like, I know people that think their thing is traveling. They live to travel. They put away money every single month so that they can travel after a show because that's what fuels them. I love to knit. I love to knit. I love to crochet. (laughs) I do those things before I even had this TikTok. Like that was my thing. I like to make things and I like Mm. to make them for other people. I I love big projects. I think it's so fun. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice because especially in like collegiate college, collegiate programs, we are taught to be these theater robots. You know, it is, if you are not working yourself into the ground, then you are not working hard enough. And if being in the real world and graduating has taught me anything, it's that if you're working yourself into the ground, then you're not going to have the time or the energy to perform well the things that you want to be able to do in, in the things that you want to be able to do. Like you have to have other things, like having other things and having other joys and exploring other passions doesn't make you a failure. Like it makes you a well-rounded human. And that's, people want to work with good people. I know I, I always say I, one of the first signs that I knew I wanted to sign with my agents is because they asked me, what else do you like to do? It was like one of the <laughs> first things they asked me. They're like, what else do you like to do? And I knew in that moment, I was like, oh, these people want to know me. Mm-hmm. Like they want to know me as a person. Um, right. And I think that is more important than anything. And people, people don't talk about it. People don't talk about it a lot because it's, they think that if they are not constantly going and going and going and pushing themselves, then they're going to fall behind, but it's not true. It's not true. Right. No, I love that. I think important advice to be able to separate, you know, so that you don't get burnt out. Cause obviously you don't want to get burnt yes. out on the thing that you love the most. Yes. And I mean, talk about like Megan Bowen on TikTok. She was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need a second. She went off to LA and she's doing whatever she wants. Like she was burnt out. She recognized that within herself. And she was like, I'm going to go do me for a second. Because you, if your cup is, if you're trying and trying, trying to fill a cup that is just overflowing and overflowing and overflowing, there won't be room for anything. Right. I, just, I think sharing that kind of stuff is admirable. And we need to see more of it. No, you're absolutely right. And I think that that's something I've heard from a lot of people too, is like, you know, where, where, who are you besides your performer self, you know? Mm-hmm. How else do you define yourself? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of the Real Broadway podcast. Kara is an absolute dynamo, and I'm so glad I had the opportunity to have her on the show. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode, or you yourself want to be a guest, email me at lilydsmith8 at gmail.com. That's L-I-L-Y-D-Smith, the number eight, at gmail.com. And head on over to our Instagram at The Real Broadway Podcast for some important resources and news about what we're doing next. 
Stay tuned for next week, where we'll be talking to four girls about college auditions.